When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on Carol. She's more focused on hitting a high note than the car in front of her. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California. Subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors, which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates North Park, Illinois. The following is a presentation of Learfield. Welcome to Duck Insider. Our whole athletic department, there's a level of expectations of success. Throw, catch, touchdown, Oregon. He can run and slam. Back out for a three. Left wing is good. Deep to right field. At the water track. See ya. Really excited that we get to rep our ducks and hopefully come back to Eugene with some championships. At the buzzer. We have so many teams that are excelling right now, and it's really fun to be a part of. Give it to me, baby! My house! I'm taking it there! Huge win for Oregon! This is Duck Insider on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield. Presented by On Point Community Credit Union. Better banking, local solutions. Live from the Country Financial Studio, here's Joey Mack. A good weekend for the Ducks on the Diamond. We'll go through all of it. Uh, Oregon track and field in action as well. We've got women's tennis, the selection show here coming up in just a little while. The NFL draft is behind us. A lot of Ducks heading to the NFL. What else? God, there's so many things. Uh, Chelsea Hoffman's going to join us. Oregon lacrosse head coach. Wednesday at 4.30, the Pac-12 tournament begins out in Arizona. Uh, We also have a lot of football interviews still to get to. We're going to be sprinkling those in uh, over the course of the entire week and maybe even beyond. Uh, There's a lot for us to be talking about here today. So before we talk baseball, before we talk softball, Before we talk with Chelsea Hoffman here live coming up in just a little while, women's tennis selection show today. If you're live with us in the 1 o'clock hour, tune in today. The NCAA selection show can find out the Ducks' postseason fate under head coach Courtney Nagel. 3.30 p.m. Pacific time. It's streamed on NCAA.com. If you're listening on the podcast of this broadcast network or if you're listening on one of our terrestrial affiliate stations later on maybe you know the ducks are already in and maybe you know where they're going but at one o'clock i do not know so here's to a great seating for the ducks and congratulations it looks like they're going to be making it the nfl draft uh, and some undrafted free agent recap for you quarterback anthony brown jr signed with the baltimore ravens offensive lineman george moore signed with the green bay packers 
Wide receiver Johnny Johnson the third to the Houston Texans. Running back C.J. Verdell to the Indianapolis Colts. Verone McKinley the third signed with the Miami Dolphins. And wide receiver Devin Williams signed also with the Baltimore Ravens. Maybe you'll see a Brown to Williams connection at some point. Of course, Kayvon Thibodeau, a top five draft pick to the New York Giants. Congratulations to all the Ducks who are beginning their NFL careers. That's pretty darn cool. Oregon baseball this weekend. All right. Let's have a little bit of fun, shall we? Duck baseball was a roller coaster of emotions this weekend. Maybe let's start with the fact that Oregon is still ranked number 18 in the RPI heading into this week's games, tomorrow against Oregon State, then the weekend ahead at Oregon State. The Beavs are 15 and 6 in Pac-12 play. UCLA a game behind them at 14 and 7 and then Arizona and Oregon are both two games back at 13 and 8. That means that this non-conference game against the Beavs on Tuesday is going to count for, well, a lot in terms of RPI, but it won't matter for the conference standings. However, if the Ducks go to Corvallis and they win that series against the Beavs, they would be tied with Oregon State atop the Pac-12 standings. If the Ducks sweep the Beavers in Corvallis, tough thing to do. If the Ducks sweep the Beavers in Corvallis, then they would likely be in first place, depending on how UCLA does this upcoming weekend. So how did we get to that point and where we are now? Well, on Friday, Ducks got down by two. They scored seven unanswered runs to win their 15th come-from-behind game of the year. 15 come-from-behind wins, and they've won 28 games all year. Never count these guys out. More on that in a second. So the Ducks scored seven unanswered runs on Friday, five of which were knocked in by Anthony Hall. Five. He had a double and a triple, his fifth three-bagger of the year. He's now uh, climbing up that single-season record book for triples. Tyler Baumgartner, by the way, is the Oregon career leader, excuse me, individual season leader in triples with seven. Anthony Hall may catch him. He may catch him. I am... Uh, I don't know. I think I, th I think he I think he might do it. I really do. R.J. Gordon was excellent in five and two thirds, allowed one earned run, and Colby Summers his Pac-12 leading eighth save of the season on Friday night. So just a solid baseball game on Friday. It was a good one at PK Park. Then on Saturday, a 19-minute delay before the game got going, and a bunch of people were asking me how many games at PK Park have been rained out, and I was like, it it never happened. It never happens. I mean, we had a we had a sleet and hail delay where the, the, the field had to literally, like, thaw out a little bit before playing a game on an Easter Sunday. But, yeah, I mean, it's it's this is what it is, you know. Like, you, you never have rainouts at PK Park. Just a 19-minute delay. The, the, the rain, you know, it, it got better. It was fine. It was fine. Eight to three win, though, for the Ducks uh, after a five-run first inning. Tanner Smith went four for five in the game and that wasn't even the most impressive thing that Tanner Smith did in Saturday's contest look at Anthony Hall home run there 1-1 one, one is in the air toward left center converging leaping at the wall Tanner Smith took it away throw back to first base Martorella gets back to the bag what a play by Smith really a great catch that should have been a home run. Dylan Beavers, the conference leader in home runs, was the hitter. Should have been 15, extending his conference lead. Instead, uh, Tanner Smith reached up. You heard me say that him and Shade are converging. Tanner Smith postgame, he said, well, really a lot of credit goes to Colby Shade for helping him on that one because he was counting down where the wall was. That's what you do as an outfielder, right? You go, okay, three, how many steps away are you? Three. Two, one, leap and catch the ball. Great robbery from Tanner Smith. Great, great robbery from Tanner Smith. So he goes four for five, and that's not even the play you're going to remember. There's not even a hit you're going to remember. That's the play that you're going to remember. So then Sunday, the Ducks have won the series. They're trying to sweep the series. I want to highlight a couple things defensively. Josh Kasovich made a great play on Sunday deep in the hole. So at the time, and this is kind of my my thesis, if you will, on Sunday's game. At the time, Oregon, you didn't know how big these moments were going to be. There were so many different spots in this baseball game where it could have swung a pendulum in a different direction. So we're going to get to that inside the park home run coming up, but this great play from Josh Kasovich, it, it's one of the better plays, I think, that we've seen from Kasovich, and that's saying something. 
But at the time, it left two runners in scoring position. It saved at least a run, and it ended an inning where the where the Bears were threatening Oregon, thinking, uh oh, they might get down here early. Josh Cashman, so just listen to this. Watch this play. Three one, on the ground. Backhand stopped by Kasovich. Off balance throw to first. What a play, Josh Kasovich! The shortstop throws a one hopper to first. Wolf picks it out. And they get to Schinkle. What a play. I mean, it, it keeps two runners in scoring position. It strands two in a scoreless game. That proved to be a big deal. Runs were, well, very important in a one-run ball game on a Sunday. But Josh Kasovich, he just keeps doing stuff like that. There's a highlight that we've played in our broadcast opens now a few times where I say something to the effect of it's another routine play from Josh Kasovich, but it's another routine great play from Josh Kasovich. This is what he does. All right, so then Gavin Grant comes up for the Ducks, uh, and this is what got Oregon on the board on Sunday. The reason that I bring this up, the Ducks had a streak of four games without a home run. Just four games without a home run. That's the longest streak of the season for Oregon baseball. So that says something, right, that Oregon has been hitting a lot of long balls, but lately haven't hit quite as many. But four straight games without a long ball, the longest run of the season without a home run. Gavin Grant changed that. Another 3-2. Grant unloads on one into left field, back toward the wall. Gone! 3-2 pitch, mashed out of here to left. Three-run blast for Gavin Grant. Talk about doing it in the big spot. Joey, it's hard to come up with a truly clutch hit in the second inning, but I think that qualifies. I agree, Jordan Brenner, because that gave the Ducks the lead, and I think that on a 3-2 pitch he had fouled a few off, and Jordan later on the broadcast said that he went down and got it with his driver. It was almost like Gavin Grant was golfing on that one. So it felt like that was a big moment, and I thought getting the long ball going again, Josh Kasovich hit one later in the game, that was a good sign for the Ducks on Sunday. But here was the play of the day, at least from an Oregon perspective, and that's what we all care about. We know that. Another robbery. Back-to-back -back games with a robbed home run by the Ducks. Okay, so I asked Mark Wasikowski this pregame. I said, hey, Coach, I mean, you know, Tanner Smith makes a tremendous play. Just that's a big deal. And Waz says, well, Oregon State had a player rob a ball on Tuesday, took a home run away from Jack Scanlon. And he said that he actually challenged the team. He said, hey, opposing teams are coming into this ballpark and they're playing your fence better than you. How do you feel about that? Well, Tanner Smith ended up robbing a home run. And then Colby Shade, this was the number two play on SportsCenter. And I think he deserved it. The wire. 0-2, hit in the air to center. Well struck. Shade on his horse. Shade at the wall. He got it. Back-to-back -back games with a robbery in the outfield by the Ducks. Colby Shade. We've been saying all year it's hot in the shade. That's just easy for us to say. But, I mean, Colby Shade, that, that was full sprint on his horse. And I had just asked Mark Wasikowski earlier this weekend, like, how much ground does that guy cover? We talked with Colby Shade last week about how much pride he takes in his defense. And, I mean, that's that's the play of, of the year, I think, in a lot of ways defensively. That should have been a three-run home run to tie the game. Instead, Colby Shade snags it. Now, on both of these home run robberies, what's the first thing that the outfielder does with for Smith – a runner on first for Shade, runners at the corners. They immediately throw it back into the infield. In fact, it's almost a double play to get Martorella in that first one from Tanner Smith. And then Colby Shade, it ended up going actually as a sacrifice fly. I have never been more excited about a sacrifice fly for the other team in my entire broadcasting career. It goes as a sack fly because the runner from third scored on Shade's robbery. So I know everybody is going to want to know, well, which one was better? I, boy, I think that Tanner Smith was in a big spot. I think that Colby Shades was in a big spot. At least it proved to be a big spot. SportsCenter said that Colby Shades was better. I thought Colby Shades, just that dead sprint to get that ball, I don't know. But the fact that you have two robberies in back-to-back -back games for the Ducks, 
pretty great. So I wish that that's where everything ended. Unfortunately, Cal fought back. An inside-the-park home run that fueled a five-run eighth to give Cal an 8-5 to advantage. It was a ball with the bases loaded, just hit down the line. Anthony Hall was playing shaded into right center. He had to run a mile to try to catch it. Couldn't glove it. Credit to Hans Smith. He had seven RBIs in the game, four of them because he was hustling out of the box and he was able to score, and the runners were moving with two outs. It happens. It's baseball. Ronald asking, is Anthony Hall going to be okay? Because Anthony Hall, on that play, he got tripped up, went down hard, and then he left the ball game. I don't know, actually. Mark Wazikowski, I think, was asked postgame. That interview coming up. But I don't have an update here on a Monday for Anthony Hall. We'll find out, I'm sure, when we talk to Waz for the Toyota Coaches Corner tomorrow. But it was one of those games where after Cal fought back, they added another run in the ninth. And then the Ducks make it interesting, as they do. You can never count these guys out in the bottom of the ninth. They're down by four runs. Ducks fought back to make it 9-8. to eight. Ultimately, they had the tying run at third, the winning run at second, and they lost the game. But what a dramatic game for the Ducks. It's hard to get a series sweep. It's really hard in the Pac-12 to get a series sweep. Ducks won the series. They felt like they could have, maybe should have gotten the sweep. But over the course of that entire game, we're all going to remember an inside-the-park home run that was kind of a Little League inside-the-park home run, right, where player goes down after he doesn't make the catch, ball rattles around, runners were going because there were two outs. It happens. It's baseball. But here's my point here. It's not just that play. It's going to be the the fact that Josh Kasovich stranded a couple runners earlier in the game. It's going to be the fact that there should have been a three-run home run that Colby Shade took away. Some great defense in that game. It's going to be the fact that Keyshawn Ogans, the shortstop for Cal, made a couple great plays that took away runs for the Ducks, potentially. That's the way that the games go. But I thought this was an example of why in the second inning, and Jordan said it on the broadcast, in the second inning, you can't really have a clutch hit. I think you can. I think you can have a clutch hit because if Gavin Grant doesn't hit that three-run home run in the second inning, we're not even talking about a dramatic finish to the game. In fact, maybe it's just, nah, Cal ran away with it and they won 9-5. to Who knows how things go. There's 27 outs in a baseball game. Every one of them is just as important as the next. We all remember the clutch play. We all remember the big play that happens. Sure, maybe one pitch is better than another, but... This game was the example of every run freaking matters. That's what I took away from this matchup anyway. We went through the RPI in the standings. Ducks are still within striking distance of first place, two games back, and they're still a top-20 team in the RPI. When we come back, let's hear from Mark Wazikowski, shall we? Also, the debate of the weekend. We're going to talk about sauce on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield. Let's jump into Peppa's world of play. Look for spring flowers, hunt for muddy puddles, and bravely explore exciting places with Peppa play sets. Peppa Pig, inspiring kid confidence. Dear gas prices, Toyota is the number one retail brand for electrified vehicles for 22 years. That says it all. Toyota hybrids. Find yours at toyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Based on manufacturer estimates, CY2000 through 2021 sales. After two years of construction, my wife and I finally moved into our dream home. So when a bathtub fixture broke, causing major water damage, I was glad we had the home insurance protection we needed. How do you know your home is protected? Talk to a country financial rep like me, Nick Simon. We can help you understand your options and select coverages to meet your needs. Then if something happens to your home, you won't have any surprises. Need the right coverage for your home but not sure where to start? Visit TakeSimpleSteps.com or contact a local country representative. Dear gas prices, Toyota is the number one retail brand for electrified vehicles for 22 years. That says it all. Toyota hybrids. Find yours at Toyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Based on manufacturer estimates, CY2000 through 2021 sales. Your daily dose of Oregon athletics. This is Duck Insider from Learfield. What is dedication? My daughter started making necklaces. She makes what we call affirmation fashion. I tell her every day that your black is beautiful. And if there's anything better than being beautiful, it's being smart. And if there's anything better than being smart, it's being kind. And reaffirming that every day is our method of making sure her chin never drops. That's dedication. Visit fatherhood.gov to hear more. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. These are the sounds of a dinner. A dinner that almost didn't happen. 
A dinner now served, thanks to people like you. Due to COVID-19, 17 million more Americans may face hunger. Feeding America is helping our neighbors in need. And if you're able, you can too. Donations are being accepted at feedingamerica.org slash coronavirus. Brought to you by the Ad Council and Feeding America. 200 Food Bank Strong. Back on Nugget Insider, presented by On Point Community Credit Union, Joey Mack in the Country Financial Studio. So the Ducks go 2-1 and one against Cal. They win the series. It felt like they had one getaway from them on Sunday. And Mark Wasikowski, well, you know that on Sunday he's going to be thinking about that one. And he talked with the media postgame. About seven innings, and you guys were playing sparkling defense. You guys had the lead. Um, you know, what's your perspective on kind of how things turned in the eighth there? Need to coach better. Yeah, yeah. Disappointing one. Oh, to say the least. I mean, you know, um, need to, need to coach better. What coach. specifically do you feel like you need to do better in the future? Well, I mean, at the end of the day, we lost the game, and that's on the coach. Coach, just run me through your decision to bring Colby Summers in in the eighth rather than maybe leaving Schifatelli out for another inning. Colby was fresh. He was ready to go, um, and he wanted the baseball. And every time he we got a lead in the eighth inning, um, when he's got six outs in him, for sure, and he did. He said he had uh, three innings, actually, in him. And so, um, you know, that was clearly the right decision to give Colby the, the baseball with, uh, with the lead, you know, going in the eighth inning. Can you talk about the decision to take a Stoffel out after three innings, hadn't given up an earn run? Obviously, the defense had helped him out a bunch at that point. Uh, yeah, Jace yeah. wasn't sharp uh, mm-hmm. today. Yeah. Okay. How's Hall doing? And, I mean, it's a hell of an effort on that, that fly ball. And just you know, any perspective on that play there? No, nothing additional to add. Hopefully, he's okay. Yeah. What did you see from, from Logan Mikado again? He comes out of the pen and does, does another good job of kind of shutting down some innings mm-hmm. here. Yeah, I thought he did a nice job. You know, he, he came out there, he threw the ball over the plate, and he was competitive. Our team was very competitive today, um, you know, all the way down to the very last out. And, um, but, yet yeah, it's still disappointing. And, um, you know, when you lose a baseball game, you reflect in the mirror. And as a coach, you know that you own that. And, and uh, you know, players play and coaches coach. When you lose, it's coach's, coach's fault. We need to get better. Potentially a lot on the line for you guys over these next eight days. What's the mentality you guys need to take over these next, say, 48 hours to, to get ready for Tuesday's game and kind of get this week off, started off the right way? Yeah, I mean, you know, this team's been playing great baseball all year. I mean, the mentality, it doesn't need to change. The mentality needs to be as competitive as what we saw all the way to the end. Um, we get a chance to play four games against the guys uh, in our state, which is great. We, we, we can't wait to do that. And so it's going to be... Um, one of the, maybe up to this point, the most fun week we could possibly have. Um, that's that's how we view it. And then afterwards, obviously, there's more weeks in front of us that we need to play well. But we get a chance to play uh, this week, and that's that's awesome. We can't wait. With a game like today, is sometimes this kind of happens in football, and it's a throwaway game. And you don't reveal the film. Is that something that you guys might do, or is this one you want to look back on and remember? A throwaway game? We don't no, have throwaway, throwaway games game, at the throwaway University of Oregon. Team. A throwaway the tape game? No, there were great things that happened in that game today. Um, no, we don't throw away tape, and we don't play that way around here. We don't uh, bash our players or, or uh, you know, tell them that's a throwaway game. I mean, there was a lot of great stuff that happened today. There was a lot of good things that we could learn from that we didn't do great today. Uh, but at the end of the day, um, it was a loss. There's no throwaway games, though. That's not the way we roll. We're trying to win a league championships, and it's disappointing when we uh, lose. Um, and we lost today, and so we're disappointed. But we're going to be ready to play on Tuesday. There's no doubt about it. And we're looking forward to getting back on the ball field tomorrow. We can't wait to get another work day. And these guys are awesome to be with every single day, and so it doesn't ever change. I'll try one more time. What, what, then, if, what do you want to learn from this one? What do you, what do you want the guys' big learning key, key point to be from this one? It's better to win than lose. Yeah. Kind of let the sting no winners get rewarded differently you know than than losers and it's that black and white in the world and when somebody wants to pat you on the back and tell you it's okay um well that's the first thing that you're going to hear from a loser it's not okay and it's better to win than lose and you'll get better jobs and you'll get better things that happen to you when you win over when you lose and so we try to teach our players to win uh at all costs and our guys uh they love that they value that they embrace that and i love suiting up for these guys or with these guys because because they have a high appreciation if, uh, for that as well and that's going to be the message we continue to to try to teach around here because winning uh is better than losing no doubt you can see it 
just a competitive Mark Wasikowski. And, you know, look, th- that's how he and this entire team is, are. That's how they are. I mean, they are competitive right down to that very last out. And that exact mentality is how you end up getting a chance in the bottom of the ninth inning to come back and win a game. It's a big game against Oregon State coming up, and Ducks back at practice, ready to roll. When we come back, we're going to talk a little softball. Still got some sauce to talk about, too, on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield. Money isn't interested in the fact that you dream of going to Greece, and it doesn't pace at night wondering how you'll pay for braces three times. The point is, money without people is just money. Only people can use it to run the family ranch buy their first house, or adopt a happy old dog. To us, the powerful thing about money isn't money at all. It's helping you harness the power of yours. On Point. People are the point. Federally insured by NCUA. Equal housing opportunity. As my family continued to grow, I realized I'd have to replace my beloved Jeep with something that has, well, more seats. I'm Jason Hines, country financial rep and father of seven. Whether you're upgrading from your sporty ride with no room for a car seat or finally replacing your well-loved beater that still has a cassette player, you'll want the right protection for your new car. Work with a country financial rep like me and get the protection you need at a price you can afford. Learn more at takesimplesteps.com or contact a local country representative. You're listening to Duck Insider. Duck Insider on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield. It's time for today's STEM tip. Okay, you know recycling is important. No one wants plastic in the ocean. Here's a cool way to repurpose a plastic bottle. Build an awesome terrarium. Cut a large plastic bottle in half and fill the base with sand, pebbles, potting soil, and your favorite plant. I chose an African violet. Put the top of the bottle over your base and place it in the sun. Your plant will grow sealed in its own ecosystem. Fun, right? Learn more at She Can STEM. A message from the Ad Council. Neil Armstrong waited six hours and 39 minutes to step onto the surface of the moon. Jackie Robinson waited 20 months to play his first game with the Brooklyn Dodgers. And even DiCaprio had to wait 22 years to win an Oscar. You can wait until your destination. Don't text and drive. Visit StopTextStopRex.org. A message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council. We're back on Duck Insider, presented by On Point Community Credit Union. Joey Mack inside the Country Financial Studio. Oregon softball, a great series sweep this weekend against Oregon State. On Friday, Valerie Wong homered twice, and Stevie Hansen pitched five shutout innings as the Ducks opened that rivalry series with a 5-0 win over Oregon State. And I'll tell you, it was played <laughs> with some weather, right? There's no doubt about that. And the game was actually halted in the fifth inning, and that was it. That was all she wrote. So the Ducks and the Beavs. They finished it up after five. On Saturday, McKenna Thermos struck out 11 Oregon State batters. Ariel Carlson scored the winning run on a throwing error in the bottom of the seventh. Number 22 Ducks beat the Beavs 4-3 Saturday, and that was fun in front of nearly 2,000 fans at Jane Sanders Stadium. I selfishly was just stoked that it was a 6 o'clock first pitch after a 2 o'clock baseball game for obvious reasons. And on Sunday, the regular season finale at Jane Sanders Stadium, it was a memorable one for the three seniors. Softball team finished off the series sweep of Oregon State with a 4-2 win on Sunday before 2,102 fans at the Jane. I love it. Uh, Awesome to honor Jazz Williams, Jordan Dale, Hannah Gailey. And the Ducks are, I think, still a top 25 team. You look at all the metrics and they get a series sweep. And I I feel like they're happy with what they did. I would be happy with what they did. I am happy with what they did. And a cool way to celebrate the seniors. Fourth best average attendance in the nation this year. Shout out to you fans. Thanks for making it a home field advantage. Melissa Lombardi was pretty stoked post-game, I'd say. Particularly for McKenna, but Stevie too, like seeing some results to back up kind of the confidence you guys have been expressing all season, you know, can be a big boost just how important can this be for both of them, but maybe for McKenna in particular, as you as you go into the next weekend and I think it's really big. I think we, as a team, have talked a lot about um, peaking and peaking at the right time. And I think as a team, I think as a p- pitching staff, we're peaking at the right time. In the fourth inning, in particular, just because of the sequencing of it, where. All right, you get a, an error helps you a little bit, but it's, it goes to that point of putting the ball in play. Paige is able to do that. 
Tay comes in, draws a walk. And the a ball down the line. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. And, and gets that, and Tay follows by throwing a walk on a full count, battling in that count, and that opens the door for you to put in Gabby and, and the hit. And it's easy to, to preach the message, and if it doesn't necessarily get the results, or the results aren't there all the time, it, it, whether or not it resonates. But in games like this, does it not resonate when those sort of things all happen in sequence the way they do there? Yeah, just, um, you know, you could be in a tough jam in inning, and then you put a couple things together, and next thing you know, you're on top, you know? So seeing um, Paige hit that ball hard, we were going, which was great, which allowed, I mean, if we're not going on that, we might get doubled off there. Maybe not with Paige running, but it just happened so quick, we could have possibly get, get doubled up. And um, just being able to be safe all the way around, and then drawing the walk, and then Gabby just coming up big. She's been waiting. She's just been waiting. That's what's pretty cool is our athletes, you know, you'll have some in and then some that are kind of waiting. And when they're waiting and they get an opportunity to get they turn, their turn, they take advantage of it. How is Delgado after the hit on the hit there? She's going to be okay. I mean, it it got her a little bit, but she's going to be okay. She's tough. Gabby yeah, said being tasked with helping with signs and things like that mm -hmm. helped her even more to stay engaged. I mean, is that something you assign tasks like strategically for? a player like you know hey I'm, I really want you focused you know there's some things that we assign but then there's other things it's interesting to see what they'll kind of pick up to do just that on their own and so Gabby started doing that she started being to my left um, I want to say in Palm Springs and has not left my side since and I depend on her but she's the one that came to me so I I like that like Taya's all over something and um, you know Jordan's right in the middle of you know we all do number signs and trying to pick things and so I think it allows them to stay in the game for sure if they're not out on the field but two, just continue to help us find ways you know you're not gonna only win if you're out on the field we're gonna win in other ways with the things that we do in the dugout Speaking, you mentioned Taya just really quickly her going in, she mm -hmm. hasn't been playing frequently, but goes in and had you know, the two walks. But yeah. Seeing a pitcher who's really good, mm -hmm. getting those full counts, getting those walks, and then the single. I mean, she had a pretty good game. For sure. Taya's doing things right. I think Taya's in a really good place right now. I, I, to face a pitcher like Maison, who is really, really good, and have a really good eye at the plate, like Taya, um, I thought I was very impressed with Ariel this weekend. I thought she had a really good eye at the plate as well. That that means that you're seeing pitches really well. You're understanding what you want um, to be a tough out like that and to spoil, you know, two strike counts and to be able to draw a walk. Again, momentum. You know, you pass the bat to the next. I don't know what your emotions like You know, tough. I mean, like, you know, we're coaches and obviously we want them to win out on the field, but. From, for me and for our other coaches, I want them to win in life. You know, um, that's what's the most important thing. And so you're in with them day in and day out and you celebrate their victories and you know, you, you cry with them or you um, see their struggles and you just want them to, to figure it out. So to watch these guys come in as young girls and to transform into young independent women that's what our job is here. That's what we're here to do. And then play a little bit of softball. But it, to me, it's the personal side. That's why we coach. With that, how indebted are you to Jordan? I think about Jordan, and I think about December when the transfer portal was going on and everybody was leaving, and she was the one coming in. She was our first one to come in. And she's like, I want to be a duck. And I love that. I love that she, as others were exiting, she was like, I'm ready. I want to be a duck. And the competitor that she is, I don't think you can teach people to compete. I think that's something that's really deep within them. And she's been a competitor since day one. And I'm proud of her. I've just watched her grow over the years and she's had some adversity. And I think anybody else would have quit or maybe left or did something different to just try to get a fresh start. And she didn't, she's just stuck with it um, through the good and the bad. But that's, I feel like that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to stick with it. You know, and that's what's going to allow her to come out on top. In a big picture sense, how important was this weekend getting three wins, mm -hmm. getting a sweep, maybe even a, in a micro sense too, just yeah. for your immediate psyche, just to be able to get this weekend and, and move forward? This weekend was huge for us. It was big to get that sweep. Um, I mean, we see the standings in the pack right now and what it looks like. It's going to allow us to move up.
and that's great. That's what we need to do. You know, we we have the last buy of the year. Everybody else, you know, there's some where we're three games ahead of others. So it looks kind of it looks rougher, you know. But knowing that we've got one weekend left with three games with Stanford and what we did here, I think it puts us in a great spot going into our final weekend. With that, how, how different of how different is it in the week where a week ago it's last place and now it's you're still alive for fourth. Yeah. Over three games. It's yeah. It's the difference. And that, that is the pack. That is the grind. That when you're right in the middle of it, everybody's like, oh, the sky's falling. But then if you can be in the middle of the grind but still be able to see the big picture, that's that's what it takes, I think, to compete in the pack. So. Do you think you've ever seen the big picture this past yeah, week? Yeah, yeah. Is it tough with these past couple weeks? Yes. But... To me, if they didn't see the big picture, I don't think we come here and sweep. I think they, they lay over and go, okay, we're done. So they're not. These guys, I've been calling them prize fighters since day one, since my first year here. And they just, they know how to take some hits and get back up and then, you know, give some hits back. So um, I think we're in a really good place as a team right now. I think we're peaking and, and getting where we need to be. Um, I think Stevie's showing what she can do as a freshman, and then now you're really getting to see what McKenna can do. And, um, you know, we're starting to see, like this weekend, we got to see all three cylinders firing. How easy is it to go into the locker room as you continue to teach? But you talked about the struggles, you know, mm-hmm. basically summarizing everything. So, talk about the struggles, but all of that is kind of validated. You guys came out and had all three cylinders firing, yeah. the performance was better. Yeah, I, it's it's the belief. You know, when things are going great, it's easy to believe. But when things aren't going well, that's when you have to believe and trust in the people around you, people that you're playing with, the people that are coaching you. Um, you know, our staff. You got to trust and believe that what we're doing and how we're going about it is right, and that you know, you're we'll get through it. The, I think there's going to be some highs in the pack. There's going to be lows. So it's just it's just fighting through it. What can you uh, say about what? McKenna was able to do this weekend. Yeah. She had a real gritty 11 strikeout performance last night. Um, kind of came in and cleaned things up today. A couple tough innings in there that she was able to get out of. What can you say about what she was able to do, especially after she had some struggles these last couple months? Um, I, I think McKenna's had good stuff since the day that she came to Oregon. And um, I think for her, she needed these experiences, these tough experiences that have gone for her and also have gone against her for her to become the pitcher that she's capable of becoming. So to to be on the mound and have runner, you know, runners in scoring position and you have their two best hitters up at the plate, um, <laughs> that's big time. You know, that's big time. Uh, Humude is an unbelievable hitter and what she's done this year and to to for both of them you know, to, to do some good things against her. Maison, she's a great hitter. She's a great pitcher. So um, for them to be in tough jams and find their way out of it, that, that goes a long way for us. Two housekeeping things, Missy. One is with, with Jazz being honored today is that the formality is that if that is it. She is absolutely not going to be returning next season. Or is that still an open door? You know, with that, like this is her senior year and we're celebrating it and, you know, as we get, if something is different, then we'll go at that time. But, I mean, today it's about celebrating her, about celebrating Hannah and celebrating Jordan. And lastly, no chance of games in two weeks? That that effort is over or are you still holding out anymore? Um, if somebody wants to play us, we'd love to play them. If you could, could you schedule a couple games first? <laughs> We'd love to play them. If not, then we're gonna play our, you know, we're gonna put our uniforms on and scrimmage, get after it against ourselves. So, just out of curiosity, not that it weighs in from the, did you see the or hear about the UCLA score? No. Eight, eight, nothing, Utah. Oh. Even five. So just to the. Conference as a whole, the ups and downs, topsy turvy, yeah, grind that it is. That no, for sure. That's that's that is the pack, and that's why if you want to play in the pack, you better be gritty, and you better have some thick skin, and you better get over yourself when you do good and when you do bad, because it's it's tough. But that's why that's why I came here. That's why our athletes come here because we want to play in the best conference out there, and and you know to be the best, we've got to beat the best. So it doesn't surprise me. Utah's a very good team. Really good team.
So. Just to be clear, you would rather play, you would rather have games during that, that one week, that in-between week? Yeah, do you know okay. somebody? Do you know? It's very difficult. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just making sure that you, that you didn't think maybe there was some benefit to, to resting a week or anything like that. I would like to play. I'd like to play. So if you all know somebody, I will take it. But yeah, if not, then we'll, we'll like go into the weekend and almost kind of treat it like a home weekend and, and uh, play against ourselves. I thought that was really interesting, you know, that she said that. Because she and I have talked before, Coach Lombardi, about how you know, they want to try to get games, but they, they just weren't able to. So it's been tough. When we come back, Chelsea Hoffman's going to join us. Head coach, Oregon Lacrosse. Uh, Pac-12 tournament starts on Wednesday next on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield. At Shadow Hills Country Club, our all-inclusive event pricing allows us to take care of all of the details while you enjoy your event. Our wedding garden, expansive grounds, ballroom, and meeting rooms can accommodate any size event and come complete with full catering and service staff. From weddings to business and social events, Shadow Hills offers the benefits of a resort atmosphere and the peace of a country setting just minutes from downtown Eugene. For more details, call us today or go to shadowhillsevents.com. From the weight room to the classroom, on the field and off it, On Point proudly supports University of Oregon Athletics because student-athletes do so much more than bring us pride on game day. They bring our entire community together in Eugene and all across Oregon. So whether you're watching the game in the stadium, at home, or at your favorite local business, their success makes all of us stronger. On Point Community Credit Union. Join in. OnPointCU.com. Federally insured by NCUA. Equal housing opportunity. This is Duck Insider, presented by On Point Community Credit Union on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield. The possibility of lung cancer can be pretty scary, especially if you're one of approximately 8 million current or former smokers at high risk. That's why SaveByTheScan.org wants you to know that now there's a breakthrough low-dose CT scan that can detect lung cancer early, and it only takes 60 seconds. You stop smoking, now start screening. For an easy quiz to see if you're eligible, visit SaveByTheScan.org. It could save your life. SaveByTheScan.org is brought to you by the American Lung Association's Lung Force Initiative and the Ad Council. People do some pretty cool things in their 40s and 50s, like go back to college, learn to skateboard. Okay, maybe that one's not for everybody, but saving for retirement is. At aceyourretirement.org, you can get on track with your retirement savings no matter your age. Just have a free three-minute chat with the friendly digital retirement coach, Avo, and receive personalized tips to help boost your savings. Start chatting with Avo today at aceyourretirement.org. A message from AARP and the Ad Council. Welcome back inside the Country Financial Studio. It's Duck Insider presented by On Point Community Credit Union. It's been a while since we've talked with Coach Hoffman. Chelsea, how are you? Things good, good. Good to see you. Yeah. Hey, it is officially postseason, uh, which means that uh, we're going to talk about the season that was. We're going to talk about the season that's upcoming. Uh, just catch fans up. How things been going? Uh, What's the latest in, right down the hall in the lacrosse offices? Yeah, right down the hall. We just, uh, yeah, we finished our postseason at Colorado um, and had a, had a really good week, I think, just to reset, um, but also a really great week to get back and doing, like, what we need to be focusing on as a team. Um, and now getting ready to go to Arizona State and for the, the first time in several years for our team to compete in the Pac-12 tournament. So it's been fun to kind of talk to them about what it means and what really the opportunity is like. How big of a deal is that? I mean, just it's a chance to have postseason again. It feels a little more normal for your athletes yeah I mean I, I guess really only a couple seniors have been in postseason um, the last time we've been as a team was when we hosted here in Eugene wow. um, and you know our rosters changed a lot we have a lot of underclassmen so it's been fun to just talk about you know what the opportunity is we're one conference of a couple that actually allow every team to go to the conference championship um, which is really just super special to the student athlete experience um, but then on top of that you know you get to play another team a third time yeah. um, and you get to have that challenge of you know, like, let's go at it one more time. We know a lot about the team. So giving us another chance to just compete, which is kind of what we've been talking about, is we're grateful to have the opportunity um, and really just the opportunity to compete and compete in May. Um, I actually was reflecting on when we finished a couple seasons ago, you know, we were practicing in May with just talking about, like, this is what it takes to be, you know, in the conversation at the national level, to be in the conversation in a Pac-12 tournament. We have to be, like, ready to practice in May. That It's a long season. Um, and this is the first time we'll be playing in May. 
May since I've been here. So exciting to just start to kind of get that experience and know that we have the opportunity. Wednesday, 4.30, uh, Pac-12 Network starts against Colorado. We were just talking during the break that you guys just played Colorado. So, I don't know, pro, con, it, does it matter? I don't know. I don't know. I think you're always expecting – I mean, I've been in the conference long enough. Like, you're always expecting to play somebody three times. Um, yeah. I, I'm sure our athletes would be like, we'd rather play this team than this team. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, the the best part is that you know the team. You know a lot about kind of what to expect. Um, and now the challenge is on can we replicate, you know, what we do in practice. Can we stick to the game plan um, and really execute. Um, and I think our team after, you know, our last game being at, at Colorado um, was just like, you know, let's play them again. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't the result we wanted. You know, we didn't have the the strength that we had wanted to have as we did against them the first time. So now it's more like, all right, let's go go at it a third time and in a neutral venue. Um, I think that's the thing we've talked about is it's a neutral sp- a neutral space. You know, we're not home. We're not away. Um, we're, we're all at the same place. Does it make a difference, the, the neutral home road? I mean, how, how do you go about that as a coaching staff? Does it make a huge difference? Um, I think the, our athletes take a lot of pride when we're here on Pape. I think when you look around on the, you know, look around and see the massive scoreboard at Austin. You yeah. hear PK Park. Like, there's just a different air to being able to represent your university on your home home turf. Um, but we've just talked about it. You know, the best thing is that we've gone to all of these places. You know, we're not going to somewhere we've never been. We know Arizona State. We were there earlier in March. Um, so now it's just really about preparing for the climate and preparing for some of the unforeseen things that we can't control, um, being that we've been here in Eugene for some time. I want to ask you about a few of your individuals and kind of go through the season. Talking lacrosse with Chelsea Hoffman, head coach. I'm always fascinated for a head coach's perspective on a, on a season like ebb and flow, kind of like a, a roller coaster. I mean, just take fans through the roller coaster, if you could, in like a minute or two of, of what the season was like, your highs, your lows heading into postseason, and how you draw on some of that heading into a new season, kind of. Yeah, um, a lot of highs and lows. I think that's a season that's just now it feels like the norm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, we definitely have talked a lot about not getting comfortable and continuing to get 1% better every day. Um, I think, you know, from even thinking about where we were in February, the team that we looked like in February is nowhere the team that we are right now. Uh, we have grown in every single game because we are younger um, with our athletes, you know, from COVID, but also specifically from just having freshmen, sophomores on the field. Um, that's what we've talked about is like growing every game and growing as a team every game. I think we've grown in games as individuals and had some really standout games, but unfortunately, without you know everyone firing on all cylinders didn't help us kind of close the door on a couple games um, but I think really towards the last half of the season you know with games against like Arizona State USC um, our early game in Colorado like we were really competing at the level that we know we have the ability to play at um, but it really took the the team mentality and that's really what we've been focusing on um, so I think the the excitement is like being able to kind of close the door on the regular season and thinking like what do we need to focus on for us as Oregon on the offensive side, on the defensive side, um, to like build that momentum. Um, I think that's been a big factor of just getting out to practice and going hard and attacking each other. Um, because, you know, without a game this past week, we have to make the game ourselves. Um, and every day, day we've tried to say, like, this is game day. Let's just prepare like it's game day. Um, because we've had, you know, five or six days without a game that might feel a little bit different for them, but gave us a little bit of time, I think, to even get healthier, um, which has been really nice to just kind of know we have everybody available to play this week that's the obvious question right is you're at the end of a season you do have a little bit extra time so you feel like you're full strength it sounds like maybe this is the strongest team's been all season long yeah um i'd say you know we've got like i would say we've got age on our on some of our athletes where you know they're just not moving the same um after you know a friday sunday weekend uh we did get hit with the flu a little bit earlier in the season um so that was rough and we had a lot of people just wearing masks to kind of keep everybody safe um but right now i think we're in a great place with where we're at from a health standpoint um and just trying to stay fresh, but also really just enjoy the moment. Um, you know, we keep talking about we could have five practices left. We could have four practices left. We could have seniors that never compete in another organized sport again. Um, so really just trying to just take it in, be grateful for the opportunity, and really enjoy the presence of our team because um, this group has grown a lot on the field, but we've grown a lot off the field, um, and really just come together and realize that, like, you know, we are all each other's closest, you know, friends here and, and that's just kind of how, how we have to kind of continue to build those relationships it puts it in perspective when you start to say like this is going to be the last time some of the, your athletes play an yeah. organized sport like that 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 hits you a little bit as a, as a coach as an athlete that but that 
that is a cool opportunity for everybody. Yeah, it is. I, and I think you, you forget it. And yeah. I, I, you know, we talked as a coaching staff. Um, we did like a, we called it a glow, a gratitude and a grow. You know, what's your glow, a highlight that you've had, something you're grateful for, and then something you want to keep growing in. And it made us talk about like, yeah, like when, when the season ends, you know, we always as coaches move on to the next like recruiting phase. We always have different phases. But for right now, like we don't want it to end. You know, we want to yeah. be at, back out at Pape and, and make sure that we can all spend time together. I wanted to ask you about a couple individuals as we head into postseason. Hannah Hillcoff has put together, I think, uh, what a lot of people would say is one of the better seasons we've seen in recent Oregon lacrosse history. But, but get this, everybody, in only uh, 35 games, she's – maybe going to be the fastest in Oregon history to 100 goals scored. What's been the key for her? What's her development been like now in her junior season? Yeah, I mean, her development has just been that she's tenacious. Um, she works so hard at practice every single day. Um, what she's really done is she's just someone that really is super physical and uses her size really well. Um, she's kind of got it getting to the point now, you know, she's super scoutable that everyone's sending a second and third slide. So what has really been the key is that now she has learned that she is going to have to be that person that draws the slide and moves the ball, but then can have, like give herself an option to get the ball back. Uh, I think her teammates have really set her up we call them spatial assists of you know you're just moving through the space to create those lanes so that she can be a force um, when she does have the ball so a lot of it's come down to like just becoming more aware of what the threat is um, but then also how all her teammates can work off of her um, but yeah she's she works her tail off she's out there every day just trying to put in the extra work and make sure she's really crisp on her shooting but also crisp on her dodging um, and the fun thing is she's not just always a dodger she's also someone that works really well on the inside um, so she's become a lot more versatile in the last couple seasons um, but that's a really big testament also to her teammates um, that are feeding her the ball and know that she's going to be a good threat on the inside as much as she'd be on the outside so if we see two goals uh, from the the, the Hillcoff name right then you know that it's uh, the fastest to 100 ever by the way uh, Shannon Williams was the fastest to ever do it in 40 games uh, this will be number 35 or number 36 I should say for yeah. Hannah Hillcoff I want to ask you too about a sophomore midfielder in Morgan McCarthy currently seventh in the Pac-12 59 draw controls 40 more than she had as a freshman so that's a jump right so w what's the development like um Morgan was not settled that she really wanted to change the way she read and reacted to ground balls. Mm. Um, so she was just disappointed in the way she kind of set herself up last season um, and knew that she could really handle it. And she just gets out and, and gets the work done um, and has learned to use her body more, use her stick, um, learn how to really react to the ball. Um, but I think what's the kind of always the key behind the draw control is like who's taking the draw and being able to put the draw, the draw in different spots. Um, so, I think the, you know, Gabby Cleveland having the ability to put the draw to where Morgan can run onto it, uh, but then also having Hannah Hillcoff control it as well. You know, there's always, like, someone behind the scenes that's kind of making someone else's stats look really great. Um, so while Morgan has really – worked on the small nuances of how she's playing the ball on the ground or in the air. Um, her teammates do a great job putting it to space and really trust her um, to kind of maneuver her and put her in different positions. I think the newest challenge is that she's having two people now on her when she's trying to take, take that opportunity to get the ball for us. Um, so trying to continue to have that challenge. We've had some men's practice players out there pushing around to make sure she knows, like, no matter the physicality, she's going to be the first one to the ball. Um, so it's been really cool to see her really build off of, you know, the, this freshman career that she did have um, and be like never be satisfied. I think she knew that she had a, an area that she could really get better at um, and has done that for us this season. I feel like every time I, I talk with you and I ask you about an individual, you're, you're, you're always so good. And this, this is truly a compliment. You're always so good at talking about the individual, but then it's also about the team, you know, and it, where's that philosophy come from for you? And just, I guess, how, how impactful is that as you coach your athletes to, to say, Hey, yes, we have great individuals, but, this is a team sport. I just I think it's really interesting the way that you go about talking about your yeah. Athletes. Well, thanks. I mean, I think it's always about the we and never about the me. Um, I think the. The biggest thing is knowing like who sets you up, who makes you look better. Um, you know, in teams, we're we're such a team sport from end to end through our transition. Like everything we do, we really have started to stress and, and understand like what we do on the defensive end to make a stop and get a save is going to give us a positive possession to take advantage of offensively. Um, so the biggest thing is knowing, you know, yes, who the strengths are in our in our team, but who makes those strengths look stronger. Because um, the thing I always have a tough time of is like you see the stats and you 
you know who are your people, but who are the orche- who's or- orchestrating it behind the scenes? And I think um, there's a lot of unsung heroes in our team of like who even helped just organize the offense, who help mm-hmm. kind of communicate on the defense. So we're knowing who's the slide, what needs to be, and and those people don't get those stats recognition, um, but they do so much of like the work that it, it needs to be recognized. Because um, at the end of the day, we're only going to win and lose on those people, um, the the people that can orchestrate, but also the people that can execute. As I say this, I, I do have one more individual that I want to <laughs> ask you about. Uh, one of your seniors in, in Sydney Lawrence, uh, fourth in the Pac-12 and caused turnovers. That's one of your seniors. I feel like that's probably in a leadership role for this squad. Yeah, so Sydney, this is actually her f- second full season with our program um, because of COVID and opt-out um, the previous season. And she's just really come into her own in, in what she know we knew she could do. Um, she actually started out as a freshman midfielder, and mm-hmm. we shifted her to the defense. Um, and what she's done really well is she's just continuously working on her footwork. Even yesterday we were doing 1v1s, and she wasn't satisfied. She immediately wanted to go up against Hannah Hillcock. Off our top attacker and say, go at me, go at me, go at me. Um, so Sydney's been a markup defender for us. She's typically on one of the top threats of an opponent. Um, and she really has just been someone that we know can lock down somebody, but also is a really good team defender that can help in the sliding package and help and, ha- you know, be a, a quick, a- aggressive mentality to get that ground ball. Um, so it's just fun to see her playing again and, and being able to like be in the unit. Um, and she's really gained a lot of respect from her teammates because of the ability that she has to be consistent um, and to show up every day just willing to compete. Chelsea Hoffman, great conversation with the Oregon women's lacrosse head coach. The Ducks, 4.30 on Wednesday against Colorado. It's on Pac-12 Network to start the Pac-12 tournament. My thanks to Chelsea Hoffman for joining us. And when we come back, uh, we're going to wrap things up. A little track and field news for you and maybe some sauces, though I don't know if we want to talk about that. We're back after this on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield. After two years of construction, my wife and I finally moved into our dream home. So when a bathtub fixture broke, causing major water damage, I was glad we had the home insurance protection we needed. How do you know your home is protected? Talk to a country financial rep like me, Nick Simon. We can help you understand your options and select coverages to meet your needs. Then if something happens to your home, you won't have any surprises. Need the right coverage for your home but not sure where to start? Visit TakeSimpleSteps.com or contact a local country representative. Money isn't interested in the fact that you dream of going to Greece. And it doesn't pace at night wondering how you'll pay for braces three times. The point is, money without people is just money. Only people can use it to run the family ranch, buy their first house, or adopt a happy old dog. To us, the powerful thing about money isn't money at all. It's helping you harness the power of yours. On Point. People are the point. Federally insured by NCUA. Equal housing opportunity. More Duck Insider coming up on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield. Papa, why can't we telegraph while riding a horse? Son, there ain't no one to blame but Jeffro. He was riding old Betsy the Stallion, tip-tapping away at his telegraph, when blam, ran right into the side of the saloon. Well, if Jeffro can't do it, neither should you. Don't text and drive. Visit StopTextStopRex.org. A message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council. Adopt US Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting a Teenager Learning the Lingo. GOAT, G O A T, acronym, stands for Greatest of All Time, as in spaghetti sandwiches for dinner? They're my fave. Dad, you're the GOAT. You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. Visit AdoptUSKids.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt US Kids, and the Ad Council. Back on Duck Insider, presented by On Point Community Credit Union. Joey Mack in the Country Financial Studio. Your Cafe Yum two-minute drill to finish things off today. Oregon baseball series win over Cal. Oregon softball, a series sweep of the Beavers. Both those teams in action in Pac-12 conference play later on this week. Kevin Nelson and Makai Williams each collected three wins Saturday evening in Tucson, coupled with a first-place showing by Mia Morechik at the OSU High Performance in Corvallis. Oregon track and field team closed out the month with seven wins on the day. That's what you like to hear for Oregon track and field. Uh, Pretty darn cool what they have uh, 
Well, every year what they put together. I was about to say this year, but really it's every year for Oregon track and field. Cafe Yum two-minute drill. Cafe Yum restaurants throughout Oregon and Washington. Menus always at CafeYum.com. So the poll from the weekend. I asked everybody, we were talking about our sauce debate. You're getting a basket with four chicken tender strips about the size of your hand and fries at PK Park. You can grab barbecue ranch ketchup for dipping. The question, how many sauces in total do you want? Well, 42% of you say one to two. 35% of you say three. 22% of you say four or more. And there was 1% that said zero. That one I don't understand. Let's leave it with that today. See you tomorrow. Is that a faucet running? That's not a faucet. That's a river rushing through the forest. Forest rivers provide over 100 million people with clean water to drink. What? I can't hear you because of the vacuum. That's not a vacuum. That's the trees in the forest cleaning up the air we breathe. I didn't know the trees were so amazing. Yep, and the forest gives us shade, trees to climb. That's awesome. Let's go explore some more. Visit the forest today and enjoy all it does just for you. To learn more about the forest and find one near you, go to discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. You're not too cool for me. And in return, I reciprocate that sentiment. I'll never be too cool for you. I was a man with a plan, but now I'm a dad with a decree, and you can't take that from me. Please let it be noted that I told my job they can dock my pay. Right now, it's just too important to take you to school every day. I want to be legendary for you. I want you to puff out your chest when you go to school the same way I do. I walk taller because of you, because I found everything to live for. That's dedication. Visit fatherhood.gov to hear more. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Right now, our country feels divided, but there's a place where people are coming together. I was nervous to talk to someone so different than me. Me too. Love has no labels, and One Small Step are helping people with different political views, beliefs, and experiences connect through conversation, and it feels good. This conversation gives me hope. It gives me a lot of hope, too. Take a step toward bringing our country and your community together. Start a conversation at lovehasnolabels.com slash onesmallstep. A message from StoryCorps, Love Has No Labels, and the Ad Council. When you went car shopping, you meant business. You ace vehicle history searches and test drives. You out salesmen to the salesman. Now you've got your wheels. If you manage that, you can get your retirement plan on track. Visiting aceyourretirement.org can help. With 401k tips and smart saving strategies, you'll have the info you need to get more for your future. Go to aceyourretirement.org because when it comes to speeding past financial challenges, you're an ace. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. listening to Doc Insider on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield. Presented by On Point Community Credit Union. Better banking, local solutions. The preceding has been a Learfield presentation of the Oregon Sports Network.